2: Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, May 16th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 203. Of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line with you as we once again, as I and always get to talk about our favorite subject of the day, that being, of course, professional wrestling. <clears throat>
3: first
2: off, we'll, first, we'll start things off with our wrestling news and views here. <clears throat> wrestling news and views here statement, excuse me, there are a little month over there. Uh, of course, King Ice uh, represented here tonight by the Iceman JD Jared DiGirolamo. JD is a 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that brings you WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on Talkshoe.com. <clears throat> of course, tonight bringing us our uh, our history and birthdays on the Talkshoe chat box this evening is, of course, our own human suitcase machine, John Gross. Of course, John is the first 2016 Hall of Famer and also part of the Raw Radio Broadcast team as well every Monday afternoon. Before we get underway here, of course, with uh, with our lineup here for tonight, let's go ahead and welcome J.D. and John in to what should be a howling good time here tonight on episode 203 of Wolfpack.
0: Good to be
2: here. <clears throat> yeah. And, John, we thank you for welcome coming in as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes in to us from our group dedicated to the late WWE Hall of Famer, the one and the only, the ultimate warrior, OWNUS, a warrior's legacy. If you care to join us through, through our live video feed tonight for Wolfpack 203 from OWNUS tonight, feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OWNUS Legacy. And if you care to join us through talkshoe dot the phone number as always is one six oh five five six two zero four 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 444 Call ID <clears throat> 138-521 Pound and press that one <clears throat> if you want to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here tonight. Uh, of course JD as I said we'll have our history and birthdays. I mean News and views, excuse me. John will have our history of birthdays. Looper no, real. No, no uh, number two, two, two and one night. not two days. Hmm. But we we'll also have a lot to talk about here tonight, of course, pertaining, of course, as we have money in the bank coming up here coming up this Sunday. And more, of course, talk, of course, concerning AEW, of course, being in the news the last few last few weeks, you know. <clears throat> uh, but uh, but of course, like I said, we'll have a lot to talk about including of course some more wrestling extras. And some other 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 points of discussion here tonight as well. So let's let's not waste any time to get underway. Let's rock and roll with our wrestling news and views here segment, of course brought to us by King Ice, of course I, as we said, represented by the Iceman, Jerry D'Avallmo, and of course JD um, of course, talking getting ready to talk about it here tonight. Just before coming on the air, we heard something uh, very very. Uh, Kind of, kind of a very sad start to tonight's news tonight. J.D. can fill
0: us in on the rest of that. Please go. Ashley Mazzaro, the winner of W.E.'s 2005 Diva Search, has passed away at the age of 39. TMC reports that Mazzaro died in a hospital in Suffolk County, New York, early this morning. Mazzaro was transported from her home to the hospital as she passed. The cause of death has yet to be revealed, but it is being classified as, quote, non criminal, according to the site. Mazzara joined WWE through the 2005 Divas search, where she committed along with the likes of Layla Maloney and Crystal Marshall and all Crystal Lashley. Mazzara won the competition and was signed to a one year contract for $250,000. She immediately feuded Victoria Wilson and Kansas Michelle and teamed with Trish Stratus in a series of matches against Wilson, Michelle, and Victoria. After a broken left tibia in February of 2006, she was out for several months and returned on the SmackDown brand she would go on and eventually feud with Molina Perez in a match that culminated in an unsuccessful attempt to win the Divas Championship, Mania 23. She would continue to work for WWE for another year and appeared in Playboy while working for the company in 2007, However, and also appeared on Survivor China that year and did some other promotional work, including an appearance, however, mind you. Just a second. Sorry, sorry about that, folks. We're doing something here. Uh, okay. Uh, alongside Kane in an episode of Smallville. She would be released from the company in April 2008. She garnered headlines in 2016 when she joined a class-action lawsuit against WWE over the company's treatment of talent in relation to concussions and claimed in her filing that she was sexually assaulted while in Kuwait in 2006 to visit American troops on behalf of the company. Uh, where is it? Uh, the concussion lawsuit was eventually dismissed and she was back in March that she was training for a return into the ring. Mind you, however... Uh, like I said, however, so our thoughts and prayers are with her. Meanwhile, the WWE, however, says, however, reported yesterday that they're said to be very high on Andreas Cien which is why he got the win in a fatal four-way that took place, uh, took place on this past Tuesday night's edition of SmackDown. The Observer Newsletter has reports, however, mind you, on details... That including a note that Andre is said to be universally loved backstage and has received high marks from pretty much everyone. Live event producers have given him great reviews and the town is said to be very positive about his ability. The only issue, though, is that Vince feels that his English holds him back, however, mind you, however. However, WWE has taken steps to fix that through their town relations department. They've given him an English tutor in order to speed speed him up. Quote, speed him up. That's why he's been speaking more English in his promos. They want to practice it more instead of relying on Selena Vega to do it for him. Meanwhile, however, it was reported that last month Brian James was stepping down from SmackDown Creative and taking a break from WWE, which he did following WrestleMania 35. At that time, it was suggested that James was frustrated that the scripts for the SmackDown shows were being changed by Vince McMahon. The latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported and added that James was feeling, quote, too much pressure during his time on Creative that he needed time off. It's believed that whenever James returns to WWE, he will work for Triple H in some capacity. Meanwhile, however, both Sami Zayn and Bray Wyatt returned from injury after WrestleMania with new characters. Sami Zayn, as you know, had a more cynical character that insulted the fans for creating a toxic atmosphere in WWE due to their criticism. Meanwhile, Bray Wyatt started out as a reformed T- children's TV host until this past one when things took a darker turn. According to the Observer Newsletter, it was Zayn that came up with most of his new character, and it wasn't a gimmick that somebody came up with him. Up with for him. As for why, while the idea for the gimmick was made by Nick Manfredi, however, a lot of the Firefly Funhouse comes and came from White himself, including the new-looking mask. The mask was designed by Kyle Scarborough with input from her icon Tom Savini's team and sculptor Jason Baker. Meanwhile, however, mind you, let's take a look and tell you what else we got. out' uh, got mind you. As reported, however, earlier today, however, Alexa Bliss will no longer take place, however, be in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, however, if you will, this Sunday, however. As a result, however, concussion issues, however, have prevented her from returning to the ring, and as a result, it looks like Nikki Cross will take over. Meanwhile, the Fabulous Moolah edition of the Dark Side of the Ring documentary delivered 200,000 viewers of Land last night, according to show Buzz Daily. The number was down from the 225,000 viewership count for last week's Mysterious Death of Gina Hernandez piece, if you will. Uh, other news, let's see here, hold on. Hold on, we'll tell you some other news here. Okay, here we go. Conrad Thompson stated on a StarCast 2 conference that his father-in-law Ric Flair's visit to an Atlanta hospital was for a planned medical procedure. Flair, of course, is scheduled to appear at the StarCast 2 convention in Las Vegas and will be the subject of a comedy roast, but now it looks like that might be held off, however, because of what happened. As a result, he was hospitalized, according to reports earlier today, following a very serious medical emergency, according to reports. It was reported, however, he was rushed to the hospital, and although the specifics were very unclear at the time, the situation was labeled at one time as, quote, very serious. As you know, of course, Flair has battled some serious health issues in recent years and spent 11 days in a coma after his intestine ruptured in 2017. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as we told you, Alexa Bliss has been pulled from the money in the bank due to a medical issue. It says this, How Bliss, of course, she's not been cleared, How and the announcements simply say that quote, a suitable replacement will be announced, and this is what happened at 12.04 p.m. today. Breaking out, Alexa Bliss... Hash. WWE is not medically cleared to compete at WWE hashtag Money in the Bank this Sunday and has been removed from the Women's Money in the Bank Ladder Match. A suitable replacement will be announced to her. Now, she missed time previously and acknowledged that she has suffered multiple concussions. In this case, WWE did not specify the nature of the injury that would cause her to miss the event, though obviously it could be related to her head trauma issues, however. Uh, let's see here. I did read something about that, however, too. Um, uh, where is it? Here it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as a result, she last wrestled on uh, of course, Mellingville, however, uh, on April 29th, and a losing effort to Naomi. Meanwhile, last night, however, the NXT Tag Team titles were officially vacated, however, and announced, her that they are now empty, however, if you will, however. Per WWE.com, it has been vacated, however, and as a result, the former champions, the Viking Raiders, and the Street Profits, however, mind you, William Regal will announce. In the Make an announcement next week on the future of the titles on next week's NXT on the WWE Network, however, mind you. Uh, The championship was vacated following the controversial ending between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits last night. In addition to that, however, William Biggles, I said, has been announced, however, and according to reports, however, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins then issued a challenge, however. The Forgotten Sons, however, could be joining, however, the Viking Raiders and also possibly maybe Oni Orkan and Danny Birch for the upcoming upcoming triple threat match at the 25th anniversary takeover that'll be coming off power on Saturday June 1st two weeks from this Saturday in Bridgeport Connecticut where we could have <coughs> excuse me new tag team champions ah uh, let's see some other news meanwhile Rusev however has denied retirement for Seamus, and Sheamus is nowhere near the end of his career mind you As previously reported, there were some reports, however, that he could be retiring or ending his career due to injury, which Drew McIntyre denied this past week. The Irish Mayor spoke to superstars Russell Vallada, who also denied the rumors, and Russell stated this on Sheamus. Retirement? He's in the best shape of his life. He's almost down to 205. He's about 230 or whatever, and he's in the best shape of his life, and he lives eight houses down from us, so I see him every day. Our dogs play with each other. He's fine. He's nowhere near the end of his career. He may be 40 years old or so, but who cares, mind you? Meanwhile, however, last night, however, mind you, however, was also a very busy night, however, on the ice, however. The San Jose Sharks, however, won 5-4, to four, however, to take a 2-1 series lead, however, in the best of seven series in the Western Conference Final. The Eastern Final is going on tonight as we speak, however, and right now, early in the second period, the Bruins, who are looking to punch their ticket to the Lord Stanley Cup's final, is up 1-0 in Game 4 against the Carolina Hurricanes at the PNC Arena in Raleigh. And finally, how a couple other notes to report, however, even though we're going way past time however because of this, however, tonight, however, but it's understandable. Uh, at the PGA championship, however, Brooks Kepka is your leader, however, after one day, however, of the tournament, however. He shot a seven hundred sixty three today, however, and took a one shot lead, however, going into round number two. Danny Lee, however, shot a sixty four, Tommy Fleetwood shooting a sixty seven. Other golfers that did pretty well today included Pat Perez, sixty eight, Ricky Fowler, Matt Wallace and uh, Patrick Cantley with 169. Phil Mickelson also a 79. Tiger Woods was two over for the day with a 72. While Tony Finau, Paul Casey, Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Rose, Louis Tazen, Jimmy Walker, and uh, uh, see, uh, let's see, see, any other big names are Billy Horschel, all shot in even 70, along with Matt Kuchar. Of course. the PJ is being held at Bethpage State Park Hour in Bethpage, New York, which is a par 70 of 7,460 yards. Of course, the championship, of course, will be decided this Sunday to see who will capture the Wanamaker Trophy.
2: Thank you very much, dear JD. Of course, JD, along with King and W.O. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS radio network each and every night. And, of course, it, it, it doesn't fit. and by the yeah. way, the
0: one when when, when saw sixty-three today, he did uh, our score the best record ever at that page with that round Howard. And like I said, how like I said, he saw sixty-three last year. Of course, as we all know, at the PGA last summer, did not make a bogey. But had seven birdies today. And like I said, he had a pretty good day out on the course. We'll see how he does tomorrow.
2: Thank you very much. And of course, to bring on news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Let's see what John has here in our rest of history and birthdays here for today, May the 16th. <clears throat> 55 years ago today, which was put it at 1963, I believe, yes. No, I'm sorry, 196. No, that's right, 19, let's see. No, 1964, I'm sorry, 1964. In Omaha, Nebraska, Bernaglia defeated Mad Dog Bashan to win the AWA World Heavyweight Title for the seventh straight time. Thirty-five years ago today, which we put it at uh, nineteen nineteen, uh, let's see, uh, nineteen eighty-four, actor Ad- Andy Kaufman sadly died at the age of thirty-five from lung cancer in Los Angeles. He is best known for his work as Lacha Gravis on the hit TV series Taxi. And Also best known for his long-standing feud with Hall of Famer Jerry King Waller, he would become the subject of a biographical film in 1999, of course, *Man on the Moon*, which, which of course featured uh, Jerry Waller. Of course, as you know, as you know, Jim Carrey did play the part of Andy Kaufman and did it real well indeed. Uh, 32 32 years ago today, which would put it at let me see, 1987 in Atlanta, Georgia. The Midnight Express defeated Ronnie Garvin and Jerry Windham who gained the NWA and the United States Tag Team titles. Twenty years ago today, which was put it at 1999, WBF held the first ever No Mercy held from the UK from the Manchester Evening News Arena in Manchester, England. The UK exclusive event would not be released to North American audiences until January the 4th of 2000. More than six months after the event took place in about two and a half months, after the an American version of the event uh, took place, uh, for one night only, the European title would be reinstated as Shane McMahon defeated X-Pac in a WrestleMania rematch. That same day, ECW presented Hardcore Heaven from Poughkeepsie, New York. Taz retained his ECW title twice by defeating Chris Candido and Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, 19 years ago today, put it at 2,000. Gerald Briscoe takes advantage of the 24 7 rule by defeating a sleeping crash Holly to win the hardcore title in the the APA uh, barroom. 17 17 years ago, today we put it at 2002. Let's see. Shoichi Arai sadly was found dead in Tokyo, Japan at Mizumoto Park with a tie around his neck at the age of 35. Uh, 15 years ago today, which we put it at 2004, WWE presented Judgment Day in the Staples Center in Los Angeles. 18,722 were in attendance with 235,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, down from 315,000 homes from the 2003 event. And of course, here are the matches. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, Mark Jindrak defeated Funaki. Also, Rob. in the actual matches here, Rob Van Dam and Rey Mysterio. Defeated the Dudleys in a tag team match. Torrey Wilson defeated Dahl Marie before the match started. Kurt Angle put Torrey Wilson's career on the line. Mordecai defeated Scotty Tuhati in his debut match. Charlie Haas and Rico defeated Hardcore Holly and Billy Gunn to retain the WWE tag team titles. Chava Guerrero defeated Jacqueline to win the Cruiserweight title. John Cena defeated Rene Dupree to retain the United States title. The Undertaker defeated Booker T and in one of the most infamous bloodbath matches in WWE history. JBL defeated Eddie Guerrero by DQ in a WWE title match as Guerrero used the title belt as a weapon. In the middle of the match, JBL heavily busted Guerrero open a little too much following a vicious chair shot. Fourteen years ago today would put it at 2005. On Monday Night Raw from Omaha, Nebraska, Edge defeats Kane in the Gold Rush Finals with help from Kane's wife, Lita. After the match, Lita betrays Kane and joins Edge, confirming their relationship. Lita and Edge have been in a relationship off screen since February of 2005 after Matt Hardy found out about their affair. Eight years ago today, which was put it at, let me see here, uh, 2011, TNA rebrands their weekly television show using the tagline Wrestling Matters Again at the first taping of the rebranding Abyss defeated Cazarian to capture the TNA X Division title. Today is a happy 45th birthday to Alex Wright, Das Wunderkind. How old is he? 45. And, Today is also a happy 58th birthday to Charles Wright who is both known as Kama, Papa Shango, and The Godfather Oh, Trey! How old is he? That's right. He's 58 today. And John thinks Company. it's only 50. Minutes. Got that
0: right.
2: We do some history and birthdays on him. So here it is. Some history on him. Here it is. He entered professional wrestling after being nose tending to a bar by wrestlers during the filming of the movie Over the Top. The wrestlers involved gave him the advice that with a large body type and unique look, he should try He to seek him out. Larry Sharp and his monster factory to get into the business. Wright parlayed his training into a job with Jerry Lawler in the USWA, but the gimmick the wrestlers from the bar had given him and took the name The Soul Taker, similar to what Mark Calloway would have in the WWF from 1990 and still to this day, of course, The Undertaker. He was given the USWA Unified World Heavyweight title on October 23, 1989, but lost it two weeks later. During his time in the USWA, he toured in New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1990. After his stints in Japan and other American independent promotions, he was brought in uh, to the WWF at, at the suggestion of his friend, The Undertaker. He wrestled as Sir Charles and made his first appearance on May 28, 1991 at a Superstars of Wrestling taping in Tucson, Arizona. The character was hardly used and was not able to be developed so he was repackaged in January 1992 as Papa Shango, a voodoo practitioner with an appearance reminiscent of the uh, Iowa Baron Samiti. The character made his debut on February 8, 1992, defeating Dale Wolf. Shango's character would carry a skull to the ring, billowing smoke and controlling arena lights, allowing for strange goings on in the ring, and would later cast spells to cause opponents pain and to make them vomit. Shango was immediately thrust into the spotlight almost immediately as he aided Sid Justice against Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 8. Shango missed his cue to run in as he tried to break up Hogan's pitfall attempts after Hogan competed his signature his leg drop on Sid. Sid was forced to kick out of the move and save the angle. The ultimate warrior would make the save for Hogan, driving Sid and Shango out of the ring. After WrestleMania, plans were scrapped for a few between Sid and Warrior, but Sid was not going was, was let go for failing a drug test, and would not return to the WWF until 1995. The feud was then re, re rewritten with Shingo instead of Sid, in where he would cast voodoo spells on his opponent. Angle went down. The angle went down south as Shango made the Ultimate Warrior vomit and also dripped black blood from the ceiling on the Warrior's face. The feud did not go anywhere. <clears throat> as Warrior was set to challenge Randy Savage for the title at the 1992 SummerSlam. But at that event, Shingo managed to defeat Tito Santana. Warrior left the WWF in November 1992, as Shingo was finally set to receive his one-on-one encounter with the Warrior. Shingo would receive a WWF title match against Bret Hart on Sunday night, Saturday night's main event, but was unsuccessful. Wright's final pay-per-view appearance as the, as the Papa Shingo character was at the 1993 Royal Rumble, in where he entered his first Royal Rumble match as a number three entrance, but was eliminated quickly by Rick Flair. Shingo did wrestle in some matches. He wrestled a dark match at WrestleMania 9 in where Santana avenged his SummerSlam 92 loss by defeating Shango. Shingo was seen infrequently on WWF television afterwards and following a loss to Jim Duggan in a 1993 King of the Ring qualifying match. He made two televised appearances against enhancement talent in June and July of 1993. The character was pillared and patronized by fans being voted the worst gimmick for 1992. Finn Martin of professional wrestling magazine Power Slam, an article wrote the following, Shango and his curses were a total embarrassment. Fans exhaled loudly each time he appeared on screen. Shango Shango bombed and deservedly so. At the same time, wrestling as Papa Shango the WWF WAF worked with USWA as part of the agreement. Papashenko was sent to wrestle in USWA, and <clears throat> uh, where he recaptured USWA World Heavyweight title for a second time. Winning the title, however, actually upset him, and he would drop the title to Owen Hart after complaining to management. Schenko would return to the bar at, <clears throat> afterwards by bartending. He did a he did a wrestle he did wrestle a summer tour in 1994 for Otto One's Catch Wrestling Association. He failed to win the CWA World Heavyweight title against he he went up against Rambo for the CWA World Heavyweight title, but he lost. During the autumn of nineteen ninety four, the Papa Shango storyline was planned to be brought back by rumors involving Bob Backlund, and where it was revealed that Shango's voodoo spells would explain the traditionally good natured Backlund's erratic and villainous behavior, but it didn't happen. Wright would be repackaged as the Supreme Fighting Machine, comma, vignettes were shown of him between 94 and 95. The Supreme Fighting Machine was a shoot fighter inspired on UFC fighter Kimo Le- Le- Leopold- Leopoldo. There you go. Shortly after his debut, he joined the Million Dollar Corporation, which was formed by Ted DiBiase, the Million, the million Dollar Corporation at the time. were at a huge war with not only Lawrence Taylor and, and the NFL stars, but The Undertaker, at the eve of WrestleMania, Comma feuded with Steve McMichael in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania 11. On April 2nd, 1995, The Undertaker went one on one with King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 11. Comma ran down as Taker and Bearer retrieved the urn from Bundy and DiBiase <coughs> and kicked Paul Bearer, stealing the urn and announcing that he would have it melted down and formed into a necklace. Comma did appear at the 1995 King of the Ring tournament but failed to win the entire thing as he took on Shawn Michaels. When Undertaker was set to win his quarterfinal match with Mabel, Kama ran in and kicked Undertaker in the head, causing him the 1995 King of the Ring. This will lead to a future match at some point between Kama and Undertaker. Kama's fate would be sealed, however, as Kama destroyed the Undertaker's creatures of the night, also destroying uh, one of the Undertaker's Reese at SummerSlam. Uh, The dead man put the feud at rest as he sealed Kama away for good in a casket. He'd be taken off TV in the fall of 1995. But would return in, 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 at the 1996 Royal Rumble match, where he was in the final four, but would be eliminated by Diesel. Wright would leave the WWF again. He had verbally agreed to join WCW to serve as a member of the NWO, but never heard from them afterwards. Wright learned that WCW signed Virgil to be the NWO's enforcer, and that they had and they had signed him for less than what they offered Wright. This allowed him to create the Godfather character and as a result was one of the few WWF towns to stay loyal to the company during the Monday Night Wars. Wright was asked to make his return in 1997 with the original plans to revive the Papa Shango character that he returned as Kama, now billed under his full name, Kama Mustafa. He was announced as the first member of Farouk's faction, The Nation of Domination. On June 16, 1997 on Raw, Mustafa and Farouk defeated Ahmed and The Undertaker in a tag team match and wore him to stop a pin taker in that match. He became known as the Godfather of the Nation, a moniker which would eventually become his official ring name. In, in mid 1998, he stood with the Nation when The Rock became the leader shortly after WrestleMania 14, standing with The Rock, Owen Hart, Lo Brown, and Mark Henry after joining joined the stable in December of 1998. In 1998, the Godfather competed in WWF Roth Roll, which was a strictly Voluntary boxing shoot-fighting competition that was eventually won by Bart Gunn. In the summer of 1998, he debuted his hose in a tag-team match. The nation stayed together until September 1998 when The Rock's popularity with the fans got him more increased cheers, thus disbanding the nation. After the nation split up, Wright had his most popular, more suc- most successful run by bringing his hugely popular persona of the Godfather. The Godfather character would be constantly surrounded by hoes. And, of course, K-Fab girls from local strip clubs, but were legit aspiring wrestlers. Victoria and Lita were, best, were the best-known wrestlers playing the, ro- playing the role. He would offer his opponents the right to use these girls for any, for any purpose if they forfeited the match to him. It was highly popular with audiences. The Godfather captured his first singles belt, filling in for the Big Boss Man as the Godfather offered the Big Boss Man his hose, as boss Man was set to take on Gold Dust for the Intercontinental title on April 12, 1999. Godfather would, would win the title over Gold Dust, but this would be his only singles title win. He was scheduled to wrestle Owen Hart for the title on May 23, 1999, who was known as the Blue Blazer at the time. Hart was, forced fatally badly injured, during, sadly, during a live stunt prior to the match's time. The Godfather was scheduled to drop the title to the Blue Blazer that night. <clears throat> But instead he dropped the title on May thirty first, nineteen ninety-nine on Monday night raw to Jeff Jarrett. In nineteen ninety nine he formed partnerships with Bark Henry, Balvinus, and left Brown. On March sixteenth, two thousand. He picked up the biggest one of his career as he defeated Triple H in a non-title match. The match was not for Triple H's WWF title. Godfather would then be with was Steven Richards and Bull buchanan who formed the right the center. On july twenty fourth, two thousand, Godfather agreed to give up pimping if he lost. He did lose the match to Buchanan and was forced to join the, to write the center and was known as the Goodfather. Also joining the group would be, of course, Val Venus and Ivory. On November 6, 2000, he teamed up with Buchanan to capture the tag team titles against the Hardy Boys and would drop the titles in Armageddon in a four-quarters match to Edge and Christian. The Goodfather entered the 2001 Royal Rumble match as the number 14th entrance and would be eliminated by The Rock. At WrestleMania 17, he teamed up <clears throat> with Bull Buchanan and Val Venis where they, de- they were defeated by the APA and Taz. Also at the event, Ivory dropped the women's title to China in the final stages of the Right to Censors Alliance that tried to go after Kane's hardcore title and had some feuds with Kai and Tai and the Acolytes. But in April 2001, the group had their problems and they were disbanded after The Undertaker defeated all four of them in a handicap match. Goodfather continued to team up with Bill Buchanan as they lost to the Dudley Boys. In their last appearances together, they attacked WCW wrestlers Chuck Columbo and Sean O'Hare alongside the WWF competitors at Madison Square Garden on June 28, 2001. The Goodfather would be absent from WWF programming. He would return under his old gimmick to Godfather at the 2002 Royal Rumble with his hose. He had a good showing that was eliminated by Christian and Chuck Columbo. He competed in several TV matches, usually on Raw, Heat, and SmackDown's sister show, Velocity. He was part of the SmackDown brand in the spring of 2002. His final match was on June 8, 2002, defeating Hugh Morris at Vel- on Velocity. The, good, the, the Godfather would be released in the WWE in 2002. But before being released, he did make some appearances, interrupting and crashing Billy and Chuck's wedding segment, also in Raw Roulette, and where Jerry Lawler defeated Steven Richards, and where Lawler had the opportunity to get Godfather's Hose. In 2005, he made his return to the WWE to stop Viscero's marriage, proposing Lillian Garcia to show Viscera what he would be missing out on if he asked Lillian to marry him. And the marriage of have to Garcia for the Godfather's Hose. In 2007, he made another return to the WWE where he was part of Ted Long and Crystal's wedding, where Godfather left the ceremony with his whole train and was accompanied by every male wrestler in attendance and even commentator John Bradshaw Layfield. He reappeared three months later on Raw's 15th anniversary on December 10, 2007, where he let Hornswoggle join the Ho train. It made a short appearance at the 2013 Royal Rumble, entering number 17, but was immediately eliminated by Dolph Ziggler. He made, he made an appearance on January 6, 2014, alongside numerous other legends and Hall of Famers. On February 22, 2016, it was announced that he would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class, 2016, under his godfather persona, alongside Sting, the Big Boss Man, the Freebirds, and Jack. In June 2016, Wright revised the Papa Shango character since 1993 on a Season 2 episode of WWE Swerve on the WWE Network, along with the boogeyman pranking people inside a shopping mall. He returned on January 28, 22nd, 2018, with his former buddy, Mark Henry, <clears throat> on the Raw 25th Anniversary show. Later that year, he reprised both his godfather and Papa Shango on the House Hardy Halloween special, airing on the WWE Network on October 28, 2018. They would have been the ninety first birthday of the late Billy Martin, who was a guest ring announcer for Tastes the first great.
0: WrestleMania. Last Tastes
2: great. Last feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was a guest ring announcer for the first WrestleMania on March thirty first, nineteen eighty five, in the main event between of course Hogan and this between Hogan and Mr. T and Piper and Orndorff. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Martin was best known for his baseball career as part of the New York Yankees as a utility infielder from nineteen 19- from from 1950 and 1957. He retired from the Minnesota Twins in 1962 at the age of 32, where he became a coach and scout and a minor league manager from 1962 through 1968. His managing career started in 1969 as the Minnesota with the Minnesota Twins, and where they won five and eight <clears throat> games in April under Martin's Toolidge, established a team in first place in the new American League West and kept the fans coming to Metropolitan Stadium. Martin would be fired in 1969 due to issues between management. And would join the Detroit Tigers in 1971 through 1973. On July 20th, 1973, one of the most infamous moments, Martin ordered that a public announcer to play Thank God I'm a country boy during the 17th stretch instead of take me out to the ball game. He was fired for this reason. Actually, it was 1975, not 73. Okay. After Texas had fired Martin. Martin would be taken to the Yankees on August 1st, 1975, by returning to the Bronx. Under Martin's leadership and management, the Yankees kept the AL East by, by 11 games over the Baltimore Orioles. Martin won his first pennant in 1976 after the Yankees won their first pennant in 1964, but the Yankees would drop all four straight games to the Cincinnati Reds. By 1977, the Yankees were fired back by giving Martin his only World Baseball championship of his managing career. Martin announced his departure to the Yankees in 1978 due to personal reasons that he would return and would be fired again. Martin moved to the Oakland A's in February of 1980 and stayed there for two years before being fired in October of 1982. He returned to the Yankees one more time in 1983 under a long-term contract but would be removed as a manager and given him a scouting assignment replacing him with Yogi Berra. Martin returned to managership in 1985 after Berra was fired. On October 27, 1985, he was fired again and replaced by Lou Camilla. That same year, he appeared at WrestleMania 1 as a guest ring announcer. Martin continued to be a thorn in the Yankee side, and he would be kicked out of the game on May 30, 1988, and was fired once more. Just a few days before his tragic death, Martin told them to be ready to join him for his sixth managerial tenure with the Yankees in the 1990 season. Sadly, Martin was killed on Christmas Day 1989 in a single vehicle accident. His vehicle ran into a drainage culvert near the entrance of his farm in Port Crane, north of Binghamton, New York. He was sadly was pronounced dead at the scene at a hospital in Johnson City, New York. Martin and his friend were drinking at the time of the accident. He was eulogized at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. Before his interment at Gate of Heaven Cemetery in Hawthorne, New York, his grave is located 150 feet from Babe Ruth's grave, believe me. His epitaph reads at his number retiring ceremony in Yankee Stadium in 1986. Says this, I may not have been the greatest Yankee to put on the uniform, but I was the proudest. Richard Nixon, Steinbrenner, alongside many New York Yankee greats, attended the funeral service. And today, well, speaking of WrestleMania one, you're not gonna believe this, today would have been the one hundredth birthday of Liberace. Who also made a guest appearance at the very first WrestleMania on March 31st, 1985? JD's looking for George. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was an American pianist, singer, and actor and was born in Wisconsin and, and, and was called Mr. Showmanship. Sadly, he died on February 4th, 1987, of pneumonia at the age of 67 as complications from complications of AIDS. It was three months after his final concert. And John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So John, we thank you very much there, sir, for that. And also, JD, thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here for tonight. Let's bring it a quick plug here one more time. 1605 562 444 Call ID 138-521 pound. This is episode 203 of W7. I mean NWO Wolfpack. Whoa, number three right there. Mark that look her down episode number two hundred and three of NWO Wolfpack for Thursday, May 16th, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Mr. W Chad Henshaw. Of course, I do have alongside me the Iceman Jerry D. Geronimo, and the human suplex machine John Gross, of course, from the talk shoe chat box here tonight. And also, of course, also, of course, John making an appearance on the live video feed from OWN US. And also, of course, uh, general manager of Heavy Wrestling Federation. Of course, also has several groups on Facebook, and also his own podcast, as JD does mention to us from time to time. So, JD, please go ahead and uh, give us some info about our good friend, of course, Captain Dave Speedo. JD,
0: I'm here.
2: Uh, uh, please give us a please give us, of course, a quick quick plug on Captain Dave, please.
0: Yes, the Heaven Wrestling Federation, however, and the Captain Corners Podcast, however, be sure to check that out, however. The Heaven Wrestling Federation, of course, is run by our own independent wrestler, or one of our independent reporters, however, who has the Captain Corners Podcast, however, each and every chance you get, however, be sure to check that out on Facebook.com, however. It is Captain Dave Spiro. Tell him JD, the Man, sent you. And like I said, he also runs the Heaven Wrestling Federation as well. And this week, of course, we had two more people enter that. One of them, of course, an entertainer, one of, them, not, uh, one of them, a big-time entertainer who we lost earlier this week, and one, of course, who tragically we lost earlier today.
2: Yes, indeed. Of course, like I said, Heaven Wrestling Federation has gained two more folks as Silver King and, as we JD just reported, uh, former WWE female personality Ashton Masaro has now joined that uh, illustrious group, indeed. So, uh, Who knows where... We know Silver King will probably try to reform the Silver King. Hector Garza and Eddie Guerrero might try to form, reform the LWO up there. In heaven. Who knows? So we'll have to wait and see what all happens with that. Uh, oh pardon me. Excuse me. Hmm. So, <clears throat> so there you have it, there, folks. Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, of course, we got one full hour here to go here before we before we uh, move forward here. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as as of course, it, as it was of course um, announced here tomorrow night on on WWS Revolution, uh, we will of course have a a, a big st- big st- lineup of folks coming in. Of course, to bring their bring in their thoughts and opinions here, of course, about who they think is going to win. Of course, the matches announced for Money in the Bank 2019, and also ladies and gentlemen, just just to give you just a heads up here, I mean. We're not going to do our. are not doing these predictions tonight, but I would like to run down, if I may. I would like to. I would like to run down the matches that are going to take place here, of course, <clears throat> at at this year's Money in the Bank show. So let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and pull that up here, folks. Uh, I'm sure this is going to be very, 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 some very interesting. Very interesting stuff here, and. Like I said, folks, uh, tomorrow night we're going to have our, our friends of the members of the panel. Now we may have one person doing their predictions here.
3: Um,
2: <clears throat> okay, and and we'll tell you who that is here in just a few moments here because he is he is he is uh, taking care of something involving his phone. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll wait we'll wait on we'll uh, get back with him in here in just a few minutes. But I would just like to at least just run down to get everybody's opinions about about each match. About, um, I'd like to try to do it in this manner. Let's um, just, for, for the time being here, we've got 11 matches lined up, of course, so far for the Money in the Bank show on Sunday. I would like to, just personal opinion here, JD and John, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate these matches? Uh, Sunday. Just in your personal opinion.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, okay. The first match, and like I said, these are, these are in no order of when. Uh, these are not going to be the order of, of how the matches are going to happen. Of course. But I'm just using Wikipedia here just to kind of help me aid this, and I'll just go over them all again here when we do it. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. The first one I would like to go scale from one to ten. Uh, JD, I'll start with you. How would you rate the match for the Raw Women's Title between Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans? Two. John, John, one to ten. How would you rate the Raw women's? John also says two. Okay. The next one here, the Universal Title Match, Seth Rollins, defending against AJ Styles. JD? Uh, six. six. All right, John. John says seven. Ooh, okay. Match number three we'll talk about here, the Men's Money in the Bank Ladder Match, Sami Zayn. Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, Andrade, um, whoever he pronounced his name, and Randy
0: Orton.
2: Yeah.
0: I am going to say, okay. one, I am rating this. I will say that one is about five.
2: Five, okay. Uh, John? John? The men's money in the bank ladder match. John says an eight. Oh, okay. All right, next one here is for the women's money in the bank ladder match. Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, uh, Mandy Rose, Ember, Moon, Carmella, and as JD did mention Nikki Cross, of course, taking the place of Alexa Bliss. First off, I will go ahead and say about this. I won't say about that. Thank God it took Alexa Bliss out of it, regardless of if she was injured or not. I'm glad she's out of it. Uh, John actually said a four.
0: In this. What do you think, JJ? I'm gonna say about a five, about maybe uh, four as well. Yeah.
2: Okay. The next one here, of course, up here one of the first ones we heard about Roman Reigns taking on Elias. One to ten. What do you think?
0: Uh, I'm gonna say uh,
2: three. John also John also says a three. Okay, here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, the next one here the match for the SmackDown women's title Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Claire, one to ten. What are you saying, Judy?
1: Uh, okay,
0: this one is uh, I'm gonna say this one was about maybe a uh, five out of ten.
2: Okay, a five. Okay, um. OK, let's see here. Uh, let me see. Make sure that this is the uh, one, six, one, two, three, four. OK, okay. Uh, John, the match between Becky and Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title. I think John says about a four. That's what, Is that what you're saying for this one, John? Okay. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, next one here to steal cage match between the Miz and Shane McMahon. 1 to 10. I'm going to say this one. Hold
0: on a second. I'm going to say this one is about a six. Uh,
2: excuse me. We're looking for six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. I
0: right, so you no know, uh, also- Hold on a second. Let me think. All right. What was the okay. match before that, though?
2: The one I said before that was the one between Becky and Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Title.
0: Yeah, Becky and Charlotte. Uh, like I said, we'll we'll come back. Uh, like I said, I mean, let me just get John thoughts. I'll be back. huh? Okay.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, John. Well, John said a six for this one here. Uh, is that what you said? <laughs> that, uh, all right, John. For the Miz and Shane steel cage match, you were rating this a six out of ten.
0: All right, uh, let me tell okay, you, the match you. here, the, the Becky the Becky Lacey, um, uh, like I said, the Becky Lacey thing is a two, Shane and Miz is going to get about a four, uh, well, the, Roman well, Alliance women, is a three.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, those are my three so far. The Women's Money okay. in the Bank match, a five, I'd say. Uh-huh. And what else we got?
2: Well, I did say, well, I did say Becky and Charlotte. Smackdown Moves title and also, course, uh, That match.
0: is going to be, a, that's going to be a, like a, a maybe, a, I'll come I'll, I'll, I'll do that one last. I'll come back to the last, that'll be my last uh, one to uh, review. Okay, oh, okay.
2: All right, well, the next one here we have here is a match with the title, of course, Kobe Kingston defends against Kevin Owens. Uh, one, again, one. It's, <laughs> uh,
0: again it's a, I'd say it's a 5 out of 10, you know? Okay. Uh he you knows something's going to happen there, maybe.
2: Okay. John, John says a six for this one, I believe. Uh, next one is for the U.S. Title for Samoa Joe, defendant against Rey Mysterio.
0: Uh, three. Uh, okay. Ten.
2: Okay, John. Uh, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, U.S. Title. John says a five. Okay. Next up here for the cruiserweight title, Tony Nice defending against Aria Divari. One.
0: one.
2: Okay. John, cruiserweight title match, Nice versus Davari. John says this. I think John said. It. So I think John, you're saying a three for this one. Okay. And the and the last one here, of course, the tag team match here. Why that? Why they didn't uh, make this a match with the SmackDown tag titles? I do not know, but they should have. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan defend uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. One out of, between one, between one
0: and ten. I'm gonna say this one is going to be a. Well, let's see what John has to say.
2: Okay, John says a
0: two. Okay, let's go over this again. Okay, the Kevin Owens uh, KO match, however, as I said, however, is, like I said, I'm going to say, however, is about, uh, the Kofi-Kevin Owens match, However, is a four out of ten, I said. Uh, the um, uh, uh daniel Bryan-Roman match is about maybe a two out of ten, I'm going to say. Because, I mean, do we really need to have these four on the pre-show? No, I don't think we do. But they're going to put it anyway, just to, because they don't have any other tag matches to do. They only have Hawkins, Ryder, and the Revival, and the Viking War Raiders, however, or the Viking Experience, what they're going to call them, or anything else in that realm. So it's two out of ten there. Uh, Sammy and Kofi, or Kofi and uh, K.O. could be maybe good, but you know Sammy's going to try to interfere I'm kind of pulling between a four and a half, almost a four and three quarters, to close to a five out of ten on that one. So those are three I'm thinking of right there. Those are three I thought of there.
2: Okay. J.D., let me do that
0: for you here, too, because you sound a little bit different.
2: Let's go over all 11 of them again, for to help you out a little bit. Okay. Raw raw women's title, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans, one out of ten. Do that. One, one,
0: Two,
2: two, two out of ten. Two, okay. Seth Rollins versus AJ
0: Styles, Universal title. That one actually could be about a five and a half to a five and three quarters, almost a six out of ten. I'd say a five and a half to a six out okay. of ten. That's my,
2: what I'm looking forward okay. to men's money, All right, men's money in the bank match Sammy Zing, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton.
0: Uh, I'm going to say five out of ten on that one.
2: Okay. Uh, women's Mind the Bank ladder match: Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella, and Nikki Cross.
0: About, about three and a half to three and three quarters, almost to four out. Three and a half to three and three out of every four, three and three quarters to about four out of ten.
2: Okay. Uh, singles matchup between Roman Reigns and Elias.
0: Three out of ten.
2: Okay. SmackDown women's title, Becky Lynch
0: versus Charlotte Flair. You've seen this so many times, Tower, about a four and a half, almost four and three out of every four to about five out of ten. So four and a half to four and three quarters to five out of ten. Okay. okay. Let's let's go four and a half half out of ten. Just shy of four and three out of every four to five out of ten. So four and a half out of ten, I'm going to go with Becky and Charlotte on now. Four and a half out of ten.
2: Okay, Steel Cage match, The Miz versus Shane McMahon.
0: Uh, That could be about five and a half out of ten. I think that's going to be one of the better matches to watch, and I hope Shane gets his hand to him in that one.
2: Okay, Uh, let me see. WWE title match, Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens.
0: Uh, Possibly, maybe, I'm going to say six out of ten. You know, we'll go six out of ten on that one. I think that's going to be a good one to watch. At least I hope it is. Six out of ten, I'll say.
2: Okay. U.S. title match, Samoa Joe defending against Rey
0: Mysterio. Uh, about two and a quarter, near two and a half out of ten.
2: Okay. Cruiserweight title match, Tony Nese versus Aria Devari.
0: One out of ten.
2: Okay. And Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus The Usos. Uh, one in uh one
0: One and one half. I'd say, yeah, about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go zero out of ten because I mean, I'm not interested. Zero out of ten, I'll say.
3: Okay. All because right. I
0: mean, do we really need to have these guys on the pre-show? And like I said, they're gonna the cruiserweight division continues to be buried They don't bring anyone over from NXT UK, like Walter or Pete Dunne or Flash Morgan Webster or Mark Andrews or Joe Coffey, which is a shame because they want to keep 205 alive. However, they should start bringing guys over from the UK. Lil M Dar, Trent Edwards, however, Tyler Bate. They keep pissing all over them, which is ridiculous. The Becky Charlotte match should be okay, but we've seen that, like I said, I'm giving that, like I said, yeah, between four and almost four and a half near, not uh, out of ten. Uh, the Becky, Lacy I did say that. Uh, what else did I say? Yeah, the uh, Samoa Joe-Ray Jr. match. I mean, you know Ray Jr.'s son might find a way to be involved in it somehow. Samoa Joe might do something with Ray's son. You never know. Or Ray's son could betray his dad. And tell his dad, however, what Joe was said was right, however, maybe betray his dad, they could do something like that. Of course, I'll talk more about that in the fictions tomorrow. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this show from top to bottom does not look like a really well stacked show.
2: Right, right. Yes, certainly, certainly. Given, given, and let me ask you this given the nature of, of the matches, in, matches involved in this pay per view, Combined with the fact that you've got AEW nibbling on WWE's feet about six days six days after this, does Money in the Bank have a chance of, <coughs> of, 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 of surviving after Double or Nothing takes place on the 25th?
0: Well, they're going to have that, of course, the Stomping Rounds pay-per-view, obviously, of course, coming up in late June. But I think the fire rates is going to be interesting to see how many purchase people watch this show. You know, that's the big million dollar question are they going to watch this show how and at the same time are they willing to spend literally however like I said however all their money however like I said how like 3995 how 95 I mean I mean you saw how much the buy rates are going for how as far as all' or nothing. I think it's I mean a uh, uh, yeah I mean that, like I said you look at they're charging fifty dollars for double or nothing. However, mind you, 50 bucks, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. I mean, I'm looking right here. It says here, users of DirecTV and Verizon report the show being advertised in their guides for 49.95. So you better hope, you better hope it's well worth it. However, like I said, however, and get your fans to watch. I mean, is it worth 60? No, I don't believe it is worth 60. Now, if it was worth 20 or 25 bucks, I'd say, yeah, I'd be interested in buying it. No, but like I said, the big lead obviously. It says Cageyteen he says here. The Wrestling blog says how it says here at the B R. Uh, it says we've made it clear time and again that the big league, however, that we are rooting hard for AEW to succeed. Both in some as a competitive vessel to push WWE towards more creative storytelling. We're excited for that weekly show to launch on TNT and primetime in the fall, and for really everything that's coming. That being said, if this tweet from BR Live. B slash our lives verified support account is accurate, and AEW's double or nothing costs $49.99 in the U.S. and Canada. However, that's going to be a very tricky proposition for drawing the casual audience. It goes on to say this. The wrestling blog cage to note that reports indicate that pay-per-view costs an additional $10 on television. From a revenue maximization standpoint, that is understandable. an understandable price point. Would they really sell twice as many pay-per-views if it costs $25 or five times as many as if it costs like $10 the WWE Network? Probably not. But I would argue that there exists a midpoint, 30 to $40 for more casual viewers would sample the product and can convert it into long-term customers. Yeah, I mean, if they were smart, they could have just said for this pay-per-view, okay, we're going to charge nineteen ninety-five or 29 however, 29 and just say, okay, we'll do that, however, and we'll see what we can do, however, mind you, and we'll see if we can get our people looking at this, however, you know? I mean, they're gonna have I mean it's gonna be interesting to see what they do I mean right now how I mean it's tough because I mean you're in a city like Las Vegas however and the thing is how it's gonna be interesting to see how many people are going to pack that arena how at the MGM Grand Guardian whether it's 13 14 15 16 17 18,000, however or 20,000 or whatever the number they're going to get a lot of people interested in this show they're gonna to have to really uh, just bust their butt no pun intended to just get the people Think they can, but the thing is, how many is WWE going to draw in their backyard? However, on Sunday they're in Hartford, they're in Albany on Monday, they're in Providence Tuesday. We'll see what happens.
2: Sure, sure. indeed, indeed.
0: Sir. I mean, as
2: I said before, it, what we based upon what I've also been saying as well. You tell me, you're your, yours and John's person. You and John weigh in on this, and both of y'all's personal opinion. Despite the fact that AEW has not done a single thing yet, and, t- and they're not going to do anything until after, until this pay per view starts up on the twenty fifth, but given the fact that that AEW has had so much hype coming in behind it, you know, so much talk and everything, in your personal opinion, by all this hype, all this talk, all this you know news and everything going on, everything like that. Does WWE really need to start watching over their shoulder?
0: Yes. Yes, because with Fox coming up in October and the way that AEW is going to be doing their show, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday night, yeah, they've got to be worried right now. They've got to be definitely worried right now. Okay.
2: I mean, even though Cody said that that right
0: now, at this point in time, they need to focus
2: on getting their own product going, going and not worried about what WWE is doing. I mean, deep down in a way, you know, that does WWE really just need to just pretty, pretty much be careful and see, and t- and see what happens but, and, and start paying attention here and saying, okay, let's see what AEW does. And all of a sudden they start getting these numbers and all of a sudden they say, oh, wait a minute, this blew our pay per view out of the water six days before. I mean, do the, are they, is that going to be the wake-up call that WWE needs to really finally try to do something? I
0: think it has to be, because you think about it. Not only you got AEW All Elite Double or Nothing coming up next Saturday in Vegas. You've got two other shows coming up, however, already on the on the back burner. I mean, look at, but like I said, uh, I mean, oh, well, i am pull up right now. I mean, not only that, how I mean, you only... Not only that, you have Fighter Fest Tower coming up in June, however. You've got three matches already listed. you got Cody versus Darby Allen. you got The Elite versus Pac and the Lucha Brothers Tower and a six-man tag tower. Michael Nakazawa, N-A-K-Z-A-W-A versus Jabali. That's going to be at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. Their tagline for this one is The Runback, the most luxurious game in wrestling festival of all time. Then in July you got to show how our FDL plays. How you got two matches already signed: Kenny Omega versus Sema, Brandy Rhodes versus Ali. How? So right now you're basically off to a pretty good start. However, besides the matches you have coming up at Double or Nothing, which is ten matches, like I said. Like I said, you should be very happy with what you've got. Like I said, Jericho and Omega are going to steal the show, I feel, as one of the best matches of the night. If there's going to be a second or third match that could really hang with it, it's going to be Cody versus Dustin, at least I hope it is, and then, of course, Adam Page versus Neville, you know, and the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, too. So you're looking at three or four good matches out of this ten-match card, like I said, the MGM Grand Garden Arena. I mean, this is a place, like I said, that can seat 17 to 19, 19 and 20,000 people. It's been around since, like I said, December of 1993, and it opened at $29 million, But like I said, it's been around since, like I said, the mid-'90s, Howard. They've seen a lot of sporting events over the years, Howard, not just the pay-per-views. And like I said, they're going to have a big, big crowd next Saturday night at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. I mean, I wish I could put 60 bucks on this show and just watch Jericho and Omega, but you know what? I'll read the results online. Hopefully they'll have video of it. And like I said, I think AEW's going to knock this out of the park. I really do.
2: So, okay, all right, all right. I mean, is, and base, and, and the, the main the main phrase here, and I, when I ask this question, this is the way I really wanted to word this, and let me ask, J, get J.D.'s and John's, JD, yours and John's opinion here. With, with of course, you know, the lineup, of, first off, with the lineup of matches that WWE, WWE has, you just heard me read all of them, from Money in the Bank this Sunday. With the fact they got AEW six days later. And we'll see how AEW is going to perform and everything with the lineup that they have. And you just mentioned the next card there. <clears throat> by, by, by all of this, by all of this, is WWE in the worst possible position that they have ever been in in their entire existence?
0: I think so, yes. You almost you have to say at this point, yeah, yes. I'll say yes, because look at what they've been tanking over the last several, few, three or four months since the shakeup, power. I mean, they said, oh, we're going to change things. We're going to make you the fancy authority. You have not done that. You continue to drop the ball. You're getting off USA on Tuesday, moving to Fox on Friday nights, and spending a fortune moving over to Fox on Friday nights, Howard. I'd say yes.
2: I mean... If, if in fact, and this is going to be a real huge if, a real huge if, if by any any chance in this world that WWE happens to go under, and eventually almost goes right off the map.
0: By the way, I just looked at the rating, uh, 1.68, surprisingly went up a little this week.
2: Was that for SmackDown?
0: That was raw. This uh, is yes. of course according this is according to the torch, however, that's up on one point six eight. No. SmackDown will tell you right now what they did. Hold on, I'll tell you in a minute. SmackDown crushed the competition and sent SmackDown tumbling to a worse regular night viewership number. Okay, here we go. One point three eight.
2: Yeah, I heard it. it's, been, it's, it's, worse, it's been worse. has been worse for SmackDown here. In the yeah, long
0: time. It, 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 this is how the viewership was. Are you ready for this? 1.82 million. The rating is below the year ago rating of 1.65 and two years ago 1.53. However, mind you, the yearly average rating through this week is 1.54, below the year average through this week of, of this week of 1.78. However, the current 10 week rolling average is 1.55. In the Tuesday night cable ratings, the NBA's Golden State Warriors versus Trailblazers Conference Game 1 hour blew away all competition with 7.3 million viewers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So that tells you right there what SmackDown's done. Right. Almost almost and... close to a 1-4 this week. And speaking of uh, sporting events, dun-dun-dun-dun! Let's see. Apparently, uh, right now, it is Golden State down 15 at halftime, 65-50. In hockey, I don't know you don't want to hear this, but I have to say it anyway. It looks like Boston has punched their ticket to the final. The hurricane season comes to an end at the moment. They are down three nothing with nine and a half minutes to go.
2: Okay, well you're right. I didn't
0: really want to hear. It, but... Sorry, but I had to. I had to get it out. But, um, also, we have heard Kevin Durant will not play. However. Mind you, however, believe it or not, in games three and four, it looks like the Warriors' uh, chance. Like I said, he is going to be out the next two games. However, he's not playing again tonight. He could be out this weekend, so Golden State could be in a little trouble as they head to Portland. However, but like I said, Portland's up 15 right now. However, at the break, and of course earlier today, in NFL news, Patrick Peterson, however, has been suspended for the first six games, however, for violating the performance-enhancing drug policy.
2: I see. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, there, JD. Uh, but, 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 like I said, getting back, getting back to all this, you know, that at this juncture in, in, in the existence of a WWE, with, with what's been going on here lately, if, if, if WWE happens by some chance to all of a sudden just fall off the map, which is of course is, a real shot in the dark, but like I said, this is just a what if situation anyway. Do you think AEW would be the overall reason for that?
0: Maybe, but at the same time, however, I think they ought to work on. Uh, like I said, they gotta work on their whole thing, however, you know. Right, certainly, I would. Be. I mean, I think, I think, I think they gotta take a look at. The thing is, they got to take a look at the big picture right now. Oh, there's an article i got to send to you uh, on the grillposition.com. Uh, it's on our good friend, Mr. Michael Sam Houston. I'll send it to you right now. I'm putting in the Entertainment calculate for page first. But there's a good, good article about today. I'm going to put it in the Entertainment page. And I'm going to put it in the Movie Fans page too. But
1: there's a good,
0: good article about this today you might want to check out.
2: All right, I'll definitely do so. Uh... Just also, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to give you a quick update here. As you know, of course, our prediction title challenge will be coming up, as well. Of course, for Money in the Bank here, I can also confirm that the Empress Emery Rickenbach has given us her predictions already for Money in the Bank. Uh, we are also, I'm also going to be expecting to hear some from Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler. I was hoping to get it tonight before Wolfpack, but unfortunately, he didn't get back to me in time. Hopefully, I will get that over the weekend and get that here too. Hopefully, between tomorrow and this weekend, I'll we'll get them here to you. Uh, of course, J.D. and John, or I think John said he may, be, he may be putting his on, coming on and doing his tonight. I'm not sure. Uh, that's what he has mentioned. Uh, also, but J.D. is going to wait. Also, of course, I do believe that the Black Widow and Danny from Oak Park is supposed to be making an appearance on Revolution tomorrow night to get their predictions in for Money in the Bank. I can officially announce, ladies and gentlemen, that there will be no tag team titles up for grabs in the prediction title challenge. Instead, said there will be eight singles belts. Yes, you heard me correctly. Eight singles championships that will be up for grabs here. And, of course, this does include the, some of the belts I announced here, of course, the other night, as J.D. and John do recall. Here are the belts that will be up for grabs, folks. First. first off, the WWUS Young Lions Championship will be decided. The WWUS Wired Championship. Championship will be decided. One of the two belts that I did announce on the WWUS Universe page, of course, the list of belts that we have on there. The WWUS Grand Slam Championship will be up for grabs. The NJPWS Open Weight Championship will be decided. The WWUS Tri-State Championship. The WWUS Suicidal Championship. Also, hey, the Impact U.S. King of the Mountain Championship will be decided. And the W.W.U.S. Brand Grand Championship will be decided as well. So, on Sunday. So, like I said, uh, hopefully, like as far as I know, J.D. and John, of course, are definitely going to be in this. Sounds like Michelle and Danny are going to be in this. I have not heard from Style, Stephen Kyle, if he's going to be involved. Uh, uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler say he's going to be involved with it. Um, I, I would say Ann is, because so we already got her predictions. We're kind of uncertain right now at this point, with, with as far as the Heartbreak Kid funds is concerned.
0: I can get a hold of him right now if you want me to. I can get him on right now if you want me to. I can call him right
2: back. Or, 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 no,
3: no,
0: JD,
2: wait, 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 dude. wait, dude. No, don't worry, don't, 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 don't worry about it. It's already too okay. late in the
0: show. Okay. Right. And John says he'll be on in about five minutes. Okay. Thank you very much. That and office, I will be right here. back
2: while you're doing something else. i got to go pee. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring this one more time here while we wait for J.D. to return, of course, from his visit to the office. one 562 444 Call ID 138 521 This is episode, of course, 203 of N.W.O. Wolfpack here. This is Thursday, May 16th. 2019. Of course, we're at 1031 p.m. Eastern Time. <clears throat> this is, of course, th- like at Thursday, May 16, 2019. Uh, Mr. WS. Chad Hinshaw here, of course, along with the Iceman, Jerry DiGirolamo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross. John will be, of course, hopefully making a live appearance here momentarily. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we are... We are... We have... Uh, also, of course, I had to have notes that John... And also, Captain Dave Speeler did make an, have made an appearance thus far on our live video feed from the OWN U.S. of Warriors Legacy tonight. There's still time to join that if you'd like to come on into it. It is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OWN Legacy. So be sure to like I said, pop in if you'd like to come in on there and take a look at our video uh, and listen and also listen, watch and listen to our show at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up, of course, tomorrow night, of course, will be a special double-dose evening. As, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, w us Wrestling Debate was preempted last night due to, due to, of course, uh, certain circumstances involving the Iceman, Jeremy Geronimo not being able to make it <clears> on. <throat> uh, we, we did postpone it, of course, and the we'll, and so wrestling debate will be on tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, 139-925-POUND. They will give their thoughts and opinions in, of course, on Raw, SmackDown. Also, of course, the Money to Bank show coming up on Sunday. Of course, AEW's announcement as well. And, of course, their show coming up, and, coming up on the 25th. I'm back. Plus other stories with Megan Thee scenes as well. Be sure to join, join uh, of course, uh, the Madness Kingdom on a special edition of WWS Wrestling Debate. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, of course, 139-925-POUND. Thank you, J.D., for coming back on. Then we'll be back on with WWS Revolution at 9 o'clock, 138055-POUND. Our live video feed tomorrow night, I do believe I said we were going to be from, and I'll have to go back and look at my, uh, let me go back and look at my, uh, let, me see. let me see, look at my list that I did actually post here recently here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me see. Uh, Come here. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, yes. Impact US six sided madness. We are live video feed for tomorrow night, which will be episode number 670. Ladies and gentlemen, 30 episodes out from 700 already, man. we're Time is flying. But we're having some fun. Here, folks. So, be sure to check that out here, of course.
0: And to give you guys a heads up, however, real quick, however, tonight, coming up, however, this Monday will be episode 190 of Raw Radio, 10 episodes from 200, believe it or not. However, believe it or not.
2: And any big time items on Raw Radio Monday afternoon? Not about that. Yeah. any any big time uh, any big time stuff going on Well the aftermath well, yeah
0: this Monday after like yeah. after, you're sorry. after the, yeah after this after this week folks however we will definitely have a lot to talk about including our thoughts about money in the bank. We will also weigh in with the all elite double or nothing predictions it. so be sure to check that out plus we'll give you our thoughts about the NBA and NHL Conference championships and get you set up for the team, of <laughs> that however. And we can tell you right now, with under 3, I have 3.50 to go. However, it looks like the Bruins have now punched their ticket to Lord Stanley's Cup. I mean, congratulations to the Hurricanes. A hell of a playoff run and a hell of a season, too, to get this far. But now Boston is the first team to punch their ticket however, into Lord Stanley's Cup. However, so they will have a little bit of rest tower. Game 4, of course, tomorrow going to be, of course, going on. However... Between San Jose and, like I said, St. Louis, that'll commence tomorrow night at 8 p.m. The Sharks are up two to one after winning in double overtime last night, two or five to four.
2: Okay. Yes. Um, so, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Hurricanes did 100%. Yeah, had a good uh, run. Yeah, had a very good run. Yes, yes indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, so afterwards, apparently, I will not. <coughs> But, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if the Hurricanes played this group this year. I do believe that they will come back and be stronger next year. So, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, no well, question. That be, well, my, my interest is peaked as far as, you know, starting to watch a little bit more hockey here, of course, than the Hurricanes. So, it's still, my number one team inside the Panthers is my number one team in the NFL. So, so there you have it there, folks. You know, we – the one thing, like I said, right now, I mean, we – we have, of course, like I said, a stamp. We had the only national, other than the, co- in terms of college, we have, of course, North Carolina has a lot of, a lot of, of course, with North Carolina Tar Heels, do Blue Devils, that sort of thing. But the, as far as pro goes, I mean, right now, the biggest thing we've got right now is the Stanley Cup, and the Hurricanes won it in 06. So we have nothing to sneeze at, ladies and gentlemen. We have absolutely nothing to sneeze at whatsoever. And like I so said, this is going to be a big time showing here. I'm sure JD will be getting all of your sports news up here on WWS Sports Roundup, of course, coming up here, hopefully, here in a little bit. I have uh, some stuff posted on that here momentarily, JD, I do believe. Is that correct? Uh, yep, we'll
0: have a. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, I haven't done that yet today, but I, I'm going to start getting on to it. The... Okay. Also, I, on UCLA, now, the, I think uh, we're expecting a surprise here. Uh yes,
2: um yes, uh, I do I do believe I have that uh, I believe I do believe I have that on here right now. And I think <laughs> Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Sounded exactly now, like it, too. Yes, indeed, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, on the line here, ladies and gentlemen, as we said before, our resident historian, of course, and the f- first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and also one of JD's, of course, uh, co host on WWS Raw Radio over Monday afternoon, right <laughs> to talk to you, is the human suspect machine. John is never gross. John, <laughs> welcome to 203 of Wolf my man. Good to have you on. Oh! Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we can now, sir, the human suplex machine is going to get his predictions in for, of course, winning the bank on Sunday. So, John, let's not waste any time. Let's dwell right into it. Man. So, uh, I know you are fired up, ready to go. So let us go ahead and... Let's have- get these predictions in motion. Let's, uh, let's get into some beeswax. Okay, here we go. All right, John, John, the first match we'll talk about is the Raw Women's Title Match. Becky Lynch defending against Lacey
1: Evans. Becky Lynch.
2: Going go with Lynch, okay. All right. Universal Title Match, Seth Rollins defending against AJ Styles. Um,
1: Seth Rollins.
2: Okay. All right. All right. The men's main. I don't the bank think AJ's ready for the.
1: I don't think AJ's ready for the universal title just yet.
2: Okay. All right. Good. Good thought there, John. Thank you. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match: Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton.
1: It's a shame why they put Sami Zayn in the match because he yeah, had help from McIntyre and Corbin to do it. But you know what? I like I said, the dark horse of this match on SmackDown, like I said last night on the chat box, has to be Andrade.
2: Going with it's always going with Andrade, okay. Okay, uh let me write that down. All right. Next up here of course is uh Next, next, oh, the next up here, the women's money in the bank ladder match here, uh, John, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella, and as JD reported here earlier, replacing Alexa Bliss. Thank God, Nikki Cross. Your thoughts here? Yeah, thank.
1: Yeah, thank God. Uh, but um, yeah. you know, what? I was originally, I originally was torn between Bailey and Ember Moon, but you know. I'm gonna to have to go out on a limb and change my new pick. Okay, go ahead. Nikki Cross. We'll go with Nikki.
2: All right, all right off the bat, all right. All right,
1: uh,
2: uh, <clears throat> okay, um All right. All right. Uh. Okay. Um. All right. John, uh, the singles matchup between Roman Reigns and Elias.
1: Uh, <clears throat> Roman.
2: Uh, This is going to be a popular decision, that one right there. I think the SmackDown Women's Title match, of course, Becky Lynch once again defending the belt. This time, defending this belt against Charlotte Flair.
1: Becky. Oh, JD's got a
2: big smile on his face right now. Just listen to this. (laughs) There you go. The steel cage match between The Miz and Shane McMahon.
1: Yeah, I would like to see a spot where Shane climbs off the cage and misses, and has Miz win. So you're going with the Miz. Miz. You're going
2: with Miz, okay. The match for the WWE title, Kofi Kingston versus
1: Kevin Owens. Well, as you know, I'm a as you know I'm a KO fan, and he he had the Universal title and the NXT title. That's Two major titles he had in the WWE, but, but is he going to be WWE champion material soon? Yeah, but but not not this Sunday. Kofi's going to retain it by hook or crook.
2: We'll go say Kofi on that one, okay? The U.S. US title on the line, John, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio.
1: I'm torn. I think Mysterio's going to win this match.
2: I'm going, to say, I'm going to say Ray on that one. Okay. The Cruiserweight title match here Tony needs to bend in the belt against Aria Tavari. Tony needs. Don't say Nice on that one. Okay. All right. And uh, not that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, 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 I rate that belt at about a 10.5. <laughs> no, All, right. All right. The last one here, of course, a tag match here, which I don't know why they didn't make this for the SmackDown tag titles, but I mean, it was ridiculous. But anyway, I guess they're too busy trying to make the new hemp tag titles for these guys. I don't know why. Uh, But those are just going to be disgusting when that takes place. Anyway, let me go ahead and get to the match here. Of course, I'm talking about Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan teaming up against the Usos.
1: Um,
2: I'm going to go with the Usos. We'll go with the Usos on that, okay. All right. All right, so far, ladies and gentlemen, we have the human Super Machine, John Gross and the Empress and Marie Rickenback. With, her, with their predictions. And just to go ahead, just to give out of John or JD, if y'all heard Ann's predictions yet, but I'll go ahead and just go ahead and give you a little bit of a preview here, going and read what she's got. Um, first off, the Raw Women's title match. Believe it or not, she's going with Lacey
0: Evans. So ask
1: what?
0: Hey, that's hey, hey, my girl. You be careful. That's I up. know, but I had to say. We <laughs> got that you got to be kidding me. I don't know why she said it. Look here, don't blame me. She picked it, okay?
2: (sighs) You you talk to her about it, all right? I'm just going to tell you what she picked. All right. Universal title. Don't worry, I'm not going to
1: bash bash her, Chad.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. She's going with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're
3: waiting to it to somebody. Okay. J.D., no.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> no but yeah, I might have a pet with her on that. You never know.
2: Okay. Okay, alright. Uh, she's going with Seth Rollins, retaining her title, so that's right there. The men's money-in-the-bank ladder match, she's going with Finn Balor.
0: Not a bad it's pick. Pretty- that's a good pick. That's a pretty good pick. Yeah. They need something yeah. They need to do something okay, Okay.
2: Good job, man. <laughs> oh, Lord, man. You get on
3: your <laughs> up at night,
2: boy. Uh, The women's money in the bank ladder match. She's going with Bailey to win us. So, okay. Okay.
1: Um, uh, I don't think Eli- it's Bailey's time to get that briefcase just yet. <laughs>
2: well, we're all going to wait and see what happens. So, okay. Uh, Reigns and Elias, she's going with Roman, obviously. So there you go. Good trend there. The SmackDown women's title match. She's going with Charlotte. J.
0: Oh, J. and why?
2: J.D. don't you think about it. <laughs>
0: she might be she might be the victim of two bets maybe before the this weekends out. Oh, oh,
2: right oh, no,
0: oh my god. Now you're gonna get all oh what happens to predictions tomorrow, so we'll see. Um just a-
2: JD, with all due respect, no disrespect intended, and John, you may get a kick out of this. It'd be a darn shame for a Pittsburgh boy to get slapped by a Philly cheese <laughs> I'm sorry, JD. I had to do it. I'm sorry. That's okay, no problem. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm pulling your chain, man. So don't don't have don't, don't, don't have a wrong. Okay, yeah, take it. Uh, the uh, steel cage match Miz and Shane, she's going with Shane McMahon to win it. Uh, yeah, the WWE title match, she's going with Kofi. So there you go. US title match, she's going with Rey Mysterio. Cruiserweight title match, she's going with Tony Nieves. And the tag match here, the last one here, she's going with the Usos. So there you go. Uh, so, so like I said. Um, So, JD, I'll let you talk to her about if you want to make any bets with her. I'm saying that. Tomorrow night, don't worry.
0: Tomorrow night, we're going to see. Yeah,
2: I'm
1: backing out.
2: Yeah, I'm backing out of this. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so so far, ladies and gentlemen, we got two. I don't want to get involved. uh, yeah, me neither. I'll, I'm just staying neutral here and all that. I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to host the show and not worry about anything. There, <laughs> there, you there you go. So, so far, ladies and gentlemen, I got the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach in with their predictions here. Uh, hopefully, tomorrow night, we'll be hearing, of course, from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, also the Iceman, uh, Jared D. Philichie. Morning, Mr. Also, of course... We'll to many Ziegler, Danny from Oak Park, and also we'll talk to the Style, Stephen Kyle, to get his predictions in as well. Uh, <clears throat> John. Now before. Uh, uh, now John, before Amy, I go. Uh-huh. go ahead. Yeah,
1: did yeah. You told me if there was anything I wish yeah. to add.
2: Please go ahead.
1: Um. Well. Well, yes, I do actually. I know you guys I know everyone heard about what happened with Ashley Massaro yes I send my deepest condolences and her love to the family and I think this was the second playboy cover girl in wrestling to have died next to China I think that's right yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my wrestling math on that um did I think she was a good competitor yeah she yeah she was a good competitor although although you know wrestling critics say said about her and she how she oh excuse you (laughs) and how wrestling and how good she wasn't at wrestling do you know what I think she she did well to me but, but it wasn't just like she was a good competitor, you know. But but it's my thinking. And the thing about it is we lost Silver King, too. I want to wish his family well, too. I also want to wish Ashley's family well, too. Um, let's not forget to keep Rick Flair in our prayers. And by the way, TMZ sucks. Yeah,
2: yeah, That's why. I said, that's why I said if you're going to get that, get that from a much bigger source. I mean, Danny. Also, want to thank Danny from Milk Park for bringing it to our attention as well. Uh, of course, like I said, we tell we tell them all the time and just don't trust TMZ. Mm. Just find it from another source because, you know, remember, remember what, remember if you remember, of course, JD, the infamous episode number 29. You know when we talked about Piper and all.
1: Oh yeah. You, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm.
2: I remember one thing Rhonda said about that. Said that oh, something. Oh yeah, she know. went. She went what, a tirade that night. I remember. Yes. You want what? Yeah, you said she. She said this, and I quote here, that you know that she didn't want to believe it, and because she first heard that the news first came out through TMZ. But basically, you want to wait until actually your 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 main source obviously would be WWE, and obviously when you heard that, then you know that something has happened. So I mean, so.
1: Don't, That's believe, what we're, don't believe in the crap and the lies you see on T and the lies you see on TMZ. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. That's all well, we have to do with
2: that tonight. Well, we don't we don't listen to them anyway. So I mean, so I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good point good <sighs> to be there. But okay, I do thank you, you John, and also Danny as well for bringing it that to our attention. And of course, we will definitely stay on not, top of the situation as well. And not course, a problem,
1: but uh. But uh, I did that. But the wife, his wife, did say he's gonna make a, a full recovery. And I'm just thankful that his son-in-law told everyone the story. I'm just thankful that we're Conrad get here. Conrad Thompson. Yes. Conrad Thompson. Oh. Good. Good. That good guy from, from wrestling with Pritchard. And I listened to his his podcast every
0: time I do too he, he, his, his podcast is really good I listen to that too actually I listen to that in 83 weeks with yeah. Fish those are the two I and, and don't forget so, you,
1: And a message out there to all the YouTubers mm-hmm. if you've YouTubed on there don't forget to see if you're a wrestling fan don't forget to, to watch all of the podcasts on YouTube
2: oh sure and of course remember yeah. my videos as well that are
1: now popping up, too. I've done a couple of them already. So, all right. you guys. About- well, hope, hope you all have a fun Friday with your guests while I'm out. But um, I might be stopping, stopping in. Who knows? But I just came here for my predictions. And um, that's all I have, have to say here tonight. Pretty much... I had to say here tonight.
2: You got John, we definitely do appreciate that, sir. And we do thank yep. you very much for for of course, like you said, uh, coming on uh, coming on here with us and and nice this Monday night do. at
1: eleven and also this Monday night at eleven PM on Facebook Live, I will be talking about post money in the bank predictions and also AEW predictions as well.
0: And we'll talk about more about about that on Monday. On the raw radio radio as well. (laughs)
1: Yes. So, so if you thought last week's show was the best rated show ever on Facebook tonight last Monday, get ready for this Mm -hmm. Monday because we're going for a wild ride.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be big. And this train
1: will be in motion on 11
2: at 11 p.m. We can't wait to look seeing all your videos yep. there as well, for John on Facebook. Yep. Blog. Good night, everyone. John,
0: Take thank
2: care. Thank you very much. Take care, John. Take care. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That was in fact, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. We got his predictions in as well. Of course, like we said, John, along with the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach, their their predictions are locked in and ready for this Sunday. Of course. Of course, as of course, like I said, tomorrow night the Iceman will be making his predictions in alongside, of course, uh, Danny from Oak Park, also in the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Hopefully, we'll get predictions in from Mr. Hulkmania, Bob Ziegler, and also, of course, the style, Stephen Kyle. JD, I'm sure we'll be talking to Fonzie during the day, hopefully tomorrow between tomorrow, uh, hopefully tomorrow, and uh, we'll get and and, uh, JD will get us Fonzie's predictions in here uh, for a. million to bank as well uh i know fonzi has been kind of uh kind of under the weather here the last two days but uh but like i said if he's not able to make it on of course jd will i'm sure will work on getting his predictions in getting fonzi's predictions in so we can have him locked in here as well also of course i'll be making my prediction of course on sunday during our prediction show four million to bank this sunday at five o'clock special edition of revolution which will be of course uh, for our live video feed will be, I do believe I said from, uh, what did I say? I believe I did say from WWS News Channel, so definitely check that out there as well at 5 o'clock Sunday evening, of course. Also, folks, uh, we'll be, will be talking a little bit further with the Black Widow before her appearance on Revolution tomorrow night uh, about seeing if whether or not her she's going to be able to make it in on uh, – Saturday night to have her get her match in, of course, with Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. We've been, of course, talking about this match for the last several, last few, several weeks. Uh, of course, as you know, the, the challenge here for Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, was accepted a few months ago by the Black Widow for the Indy U.S. World Heavyweight title. And, of course, since Michelle and Bobby both currently hold are co-holders of the WWS World TV title, that belt is also being placed in here as well. With the winner of the match picking up the indie U.S. World title, since that was the belt that was originally defended. And whomever doesn't win the indie U.S. title will become the undisputed WWS World TV champion. They'll be the sole title holder of that belt. So, like I said, we're hoping to have that match, of course, uh, Saturday night at 9 o'clock. We will find out from the Black Widow prior to Revolution prior, uh, tomorrow night to see if that match will be able to take place or not. Is slated to start at 9 146 pound episode 22 of WWS Wrestling Championship Challenge. So we will keep you informed of that, of course, on both Michelle and Bobby. If we we're going to have that match, of course, Saturday night or not. <clears throat> uh, let me see here. Um, let's see. <clears throat> but uh, overall, JD, and I know, like I so said, you're going to make your predictions tomorrow uh, uh, for, uh, for this pay per view, but just just, you know, we even though know, I did this one scale of 1 to 10 for the individual matches, in your own personal opinion, I mean, I know we're just talking about how it looks on paper, but in your personal opinion, how do you think this is going to turn, this pay-per-view is going to turn out to be on a scale of 1 to 10 on Sunday?
0: About a 5.
2: Say okay, about a 5, okay. All right, folks. Well, like I said, you heard it here first, and like I said, we'll get some more thoughts in from everybody else. Of course, hopefully tomorrow night on Revolution. Of course, also JD has a uh, JD. I'm, I'm sure, like I said, will also be coming on for a special edition of WWS Wrestling Debate coming up at seven o'clock tomorrow night as well. Preempted, of course, from last night. <clears throat> of course, I'll be, be big some big time talk here, of course, about Ross, Matt Down, Money in the Bank, AEW, and some other stories here as well. One three one three nine nine two five pound. And following that, of course, Revolution with our live video feed. Excuse me, from Impact US Six Sided Madness, uh, 138055 Pound. News and views, history and birthdays, and also, of course, predictions ahoy here for Money in the Bank from, of course, JD, Michelle, Danny. Hopefully, we'll get to some, we'll get to one from Fonzie and also from Bobby and Steven as well. So, we'll keep everybody informed of this here, of course, coming up here uh, tomorrow night on Revolution from 9 to 11 p.m. JD, anything else, sir, you wish to add before we cut out for the
0: John said it earlier, as far as Ashley Mazzaro goes, how we still don't know what really happened, but to her friends and family and her former colleagues and current colleagues, our heart aches tonight with your loss and our pain, is your, feel, feel is our pain, feel, in a way, however, I'm sure all too real and too very uh, shocking, uh, surprising, and uh, just gut-wrenching. Uh, we don't know the whole story yet, and I'm sure in the days and weeks to come we'll find out the real story of what happened. But for uh, someone who didn't hit 40 yet, however, it is very emotional and very surprising that we say goodbye to another person that left us way too soon. And like I said to her friends and family and colleagues, however, she's made over the years, and the people that she has gone, that she had a chance to get to know recently, or was just starting to get to know our hearts are uh, definitely a lot empty and uh, just full of grief and sadness tonight. And also, um, on a personal note, enormously related. To the people who watched The Big Bang Theory for 12 years, for 279 episodes, who gave oh, us yeah. laughter, tears, joy, and just wackiness. To the cast... That was on the show, including Jim Parsons, Kelly Cuoco, Sonny Galecki, Melissa Rauch, uh, Kyle uh, Noir, and Simon Helberg, and, of course, Blossom, Mayim Bialik. I've been a fan of that show for the last four or five years. I think we've all grown up watching these guys that have given us so much joy for the last 12 years. Tonight, however, was the last episode the final chapter of a gang that we grew to love and admire, such as Leonard, Penny, Sheldon, Amy, Raj, Howard, Burnett, and the people we lost over the years that made guest appearances, past and present, whether it be Will Ween, Adam West, Mrs. Wallowitz, Carol Ann, Susie, who I'm sure if she was still alive would have been on that show. But to the Big Bang Theory me. fans out there. Leonard did, too. Well, Leonard Nemo, too. too, yeah. Think, and, and, and Stephen Hawking, too. Forgot about him. But for 12 years, we grew up watching these people, loving them and, and us, our own. You gave us so much, however, to laugh and to cry about. I'm trying to keep it together. I can't even do it right now. I mean, it's what are you talking about, but. I just want to say to Chuck Lloyd and his team at Warner Brothers, thank you so much for making us love this show. Like all good shows, sometimes they come to an end, and maybe they'll move on the next phase. They're like maybe they won't, but you gave us so much to laugh after twelve great years with all these people. So to The Big Bang Theory, thank you, thank you, thank you, for making me a fan, and making everyone a fan, and just enjoying these people's lives, both in and outside of Hollywood. This show will always be one of my favorites. I'll never get tired of watching it. It's like hell, I never get tired of watching it. Any night, every night anyway, they show the ruins whatever time they're on, how whatever city they're in, whatever town they're in, whatever network they're on. If you've never watched this before, start watching it now. Go back and watch it from the beginning again. And people who grew up watching and watched it to the very end, how are like me? From the start, even though it took a while for me to get used to this show, like I said, it was definitely full of laughter and joy. And actually, I'm going to play a clip towards the end of the show and, uh, that signifies the show in essence. But again, thank you so much, guys, for 12 great years for making us enjoy this.
2: Okay, I'm right here. Okay. All right. All right. I, was, I thought you were playing something, but okay. Um, no, I uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. Just you won't play it. You won't you won't okay. You play it at the end, you can play it at the end if you wish. that'd be fine. Um But one another quick one more quick thing I wanted to bring out just now brought I just now read this. Uh I do share JD sentiments about the big bang theory. A great show. Uh of course uh you know, like I said, that I mean, it, yes, it was a sitcom. It was a situation combo. Uh, and of course, i uh, and as JD said, a lot of those who did guest star, of course, from all known, uh, all known, genre, all known uh, genres of, 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 of television over, over the years and all. Um, I think Star Trek probably was the biggest one that actually had a lot of the guest appearances for Big Bang, as they mentioned, the late Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Will Wheaton, Brett Spiner, who played Data. Um, as a matter of fact, George Takei did. George Takei, believe it or not, yes, George Takei. Uh, actually, I think it was on an Mark episode. Hamill,
0: Mark Hamill, Adam West, Mark Hamill, Will Wheaton.
2: Martin, LeVar Burton, believe it or not. From Star LeVar television. Burton, that's
0: right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot about him, yes.
2: Yeah, yes, uh, like you said, the late Adam West, yes. Uh, uh, of course, two big icons right there, Adam West and Leonard Nimoy. Also, you said Professor Stephen Hawking. Um, but oh, like New I said, Martin. yeah, I do agree with that. Um, but like I said, the show stood the test of time. And and like I said, you know, that, you know, bringing, bringing together a very big ensemble cast, of, a, of course, of uh, a lot of them, of course, not well known up until, I guess, this show here. Um, I will. I will. Of course, of course, when of course you know, like I said, the girl who played Blossom in the '90s made uh, came on. Of course, that show really got a lot more good popularity. Also, of course, Johnny Galecki. A lot of people who don't not realize that he was actually one of the one of the few who played uh, Chevy Chase's son in *National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation*. Believe it or not. So yes, and a lot of people didn't even realize it, but that was true. Yes, that was true. Uh, so he was he was he was he, he was one of the wrestlers in national lampoon so there you go but anyway like I said, the big bang theory excellent show i will definitely be missed on the lineup here of course on television by like so many tv shows that go off the air always do um it will go down in history as one of the greats i do share jd's settlement on that so like i said to the cast of big bang theory thank you very much or of course, making making every, making every night that you're wrong that much more funnier, that much more memorable, and that much more sweeter. We do greatly appreciate that. One quick story I wanted to bring you here. This is actually kind of oh, not that kind of a tie-in between racing and wrestling here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a a a, um, <clears throat> a member of one of the uh, one or two of the uh, uh, NASCAR-related groups on Facebook. Uh, Mr. Michael Drews, who's now also a member of the group called NASCAR US High Octane History, has been posting some stuff on their force. Uh, this from uh, this was posted on. Uh, I do believe this was through NASCAR on Fox. Uh, he posted this on. Uh, let me see. On Monday the 13th, and I did not just. I just now found this and read this, but this has a wrestling twist here, folks. The 35th running of the All Star Race, of course, coming up here Saturday night. Guess who's going to be the honorary pace car driver for the All Star Race? Charlotte. JD is going to blow your mind.
0: Mm. R. Truth. Oh, God. As the honorary
2: pace car driver, Prior to the start of the All-Star race on Saturday night. Well, I know Charlotte
0: on Sunday. I think uh, next Sunday. I think is the uh, Grand Marshal Coca-Cola 600 down in Charlotte.
2: Yes, which which is which is which is which is after the which is before the Coca-Cola 600. This is what they, the race that used to be called the Winston years ago.
0: But they oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 and then they have that uh, fan, that fan festival, uh, whatever it is, uh, too this weekend, don't they? In your neck of the woods. I believe it's down there, down there at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, yes.
2: So, this is where this is where this is going to be ran at, yes. But our truth is going to be serving, I guess, with the WWE, of course, I guess WWE, if they want to keep that in motion, because, of course, like I said, after we heard that Charlotte was going to be doing this for the Coca-Cola 600, this was like a Memorial Day weekend, I believe. Our truth this Saturday night, is going to serve as the honorary pace car driver for the 35th running of the All-Star Race down there in Charlotte. So, there you go. Uh, I do thank Mr. Michael Drews for posting that, of course, on our group, NASCAR U.S. High Octane History, which you can find at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NASCAR U.S. History. So definitely check that out there as well. Uh, On that note here, folks, we thank you very much for listening here tonight to episode 203 of Wolfpack. Once again, I want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, and Behemoth Suplex Machine, John Gross, uh, for, for joining us here, of course, between On the Air and also, of course, um, J- of course John on the li- on the talk show chat box and also the live video feed from OWNUS tonight. Also want to thank our good friend Captain Dave Spieler for joining us there as well. Be sure to join us, of course, for our double header tomorrow night, starting with Wrestling debate at 7 o'clock, 139-925 pound, and of course WWUS Revolution at 9, 138055 Pound with our live video feed from Impact US Six Sided Madness. Predictions Hawaii, for Money in the Bank 2019. So be sure to listen in on that. Wolfpack we'll episode 203. It's a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoe.com, which is a, which of course is four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. And of course, listen to us tomorrow night with wrestling debate at seven and revolution at nine. For everything going on in the world of wrestling and pop culture, this is of course the WCWS Radio Network. And here is, of course, as JD did mention here just a little while ago, here is a clip from, of course, the Big Bang Theory. As we say farewell to a tremendous TV series. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on wrestling debate and revolution. Take care. JD, take her away.
0: I think everyone might get a little emotional watching this, but uh, this is what I found. Howard. But again, as you said, thank you guys again for 12 great years. Even though our hearts are a little broken tonight, I think everyone. I mean, I've tried to want to try to make everyone laugh, but I think everyone's gonna feel a little sad after seeing hearing this. So here we go with this one. Your girlfriend is so challenging emotionally, physically. I've been incredibly patient for years. Well, this isn't
1: easy to say because I love you, but
0: I need some time to take a step back and reevaluate our situation. I hope you understand. Okay. Bye, Sheldon.
1: Well, Gollum, You're an expert on rings. What do I do with this one? That is an engagement ring that I was going to give my girlfriend, Amy. You bought her a ring? No, no, no. This has been in my family for generations. You didn't even know about this? No, she broke up with me before I could broach the subject. Man, I'm sorry. That must have been devastating for you. No, not at all. No, I'm fine. You know, Amy had reservations about our relationship, so all worked out for the best. No, it just... I said I'm fine! We've gotten a little off topic. Not true. No, look at me. You know, I had an engagement ring to give a girl, and instead she rejected me. And am I emotional about that? No. You no, know, I am sitting here on a couch talking about my favorite TV character like nothing happened. Because I am just like him, all logical, all the time. Yeah. Because when I speak at a regular volume, no one seems to believe me that I put this Amy nonsense behind me.